Guys, before we start, can I talk to you both about something? Man my, to man, uh, let's do it. Man to man, my uh, my aspirations to make a feature film have returned after really? I lay witness to the classic film Flesh Gordon. Gentlemen, I want to write wait, a porno. Wait, sorry, I, I want say- to write Flesh Gordon. Yes, yes, with an E. With an E. Okay. Um, Hear me out. Hear me don't out. don't okay. question it, Lachlan. Don't question it. Just go with it. Okay. When you, yep. When you have the combination of softcore porn with stop motion special effects, that's my type of movie. It's like a Wait. B grade. It's amazing. I want to make a movie just stop like it. Stop motion. Yeah. Like uh, they have a, a one eyed monster that's literally like <laughs> a claymation, <laughs> a claymation penis that just comes up and they're like sitting there doing the really bad effects like, oh. Oh, no, get away! Ah, ah, ah! Where well, it's clearly like comped in really bad, and you know um, there's, a, there's a chick running around why? naked because it's softcore porn. But I'm just like, this is why brilliant. Why would they make this? There's there's why so many they... questions that obviously why would they make this? The second question is why is John coming across this now, and why has this particularly inspired him to make a feature length film? I'm a bit. What were worried. you googling? What were you googling in order to come across this film? <laughs> I was at a dark place in the web, man, and I was I was happy to be there. Stopped to ask for I stopped to ask for directions. The next thing I know, I'm watching Flesh Gordon. You know, it's happened to all of us, right? Yeah, I don't think yeah. that's going to win an Oscar, though. It's not going to win an Oscar. It's it's not going to win an Oscar. Great, great tie-in because today we we are we are not talking about pitching our very own. Um, pornographic films. That's that's not why we're here. That's it's not? I don't think that's ever going to be why we're here, John. <laughs> no, I apologize. Let's never do that. That's <laughs> we are idea. going to talk about Oscars, though. You mean the big gold statuette, or as I like to call him, Oscar. That, yeah, he's already got a name. The future of mankind is being guided behind closed doors. Since we're all strangers to each other, let's get acquainted with the dream, shall we? Explode the sunlight here, gentlemen. You explode the universe. They're coming for you, Barbara. You mean the kind from up there? Yes, it does seem strange, but it's nice and solid. This could only happen because the electrode ray is off. Their evil bodies turn the strongest man into jelly. Then your party will really begin. Didn't have anything for breakfast but two raw eggs and a mug of honey. You know, do you know how tall he is? 13 and a half inches. Just, I don't know if that, that's impressive. Is that uh, impressive? Is it true? I t- are we still on the same track as Flesh Gordon? I I, I don't know. Are the, are we? I kind of feel like maybe the two are fused in a weird. Is that uh, true? Time is it thirteen and a half inches? It is thirteen and a half inches, and they're worth That's every. That's not inch. as impressive. That's not impressive as uh, I thought I know. it would be. It looks bigger on TV, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it does. That's th- hey. That's still a fairly like that's a decent sort of. Oh, it's a mouthful. Especially when you. Oh God. Oh, it's it's only it's only what two, um, two minutes in and already we've earned our e next to this episode. Hang on, yeah. look, look, look. I thought it was chocolate. Okay, that's how come I was trying to unwrap it and gnaw on it, but you know, have you touched one? We have touched one. Remember, Doug? We we both went to a trivia night and there was an Oscar winner there. Yes, and yes, uh, we sound we design, were, sound design. Yeah, we it was sound up, design. For the sole purpose, not to really chat to the young gentleman, but just to feel up his Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I, I gave him a little rub on his bald head. Mm. Th- that was not meant to be a euphemism, by the way. That 
Oh my god, John, that, you've that, started us off. Everything we say book. from this point forward is going to sound horrific. My work um, here is done. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, we, John and I have seen a, an Oscar statuette in real life. Um, I remember being impressed by it. Uh, but why I mean, did he have it at a trivia gold. night? Did this guy just carry it around and was like, "You want to want to see my Dude, Oscar?" If you had an Oscar, wouldn't you carry it around? Like, honestly, I'd, I'd take it everywhere on the bus, yeah. on the train. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, there's some my loose un- paper on your desk at the office. I'm just going to use my paperweight to hold yeah. it down." Clunk. Yeah. <sighs> I what feel have you like achieved? I have a shelf, Jan. at least a shelf, maybe a, a like a cabinet. I don't think I'd carry it around everywhere. Yeah, but let's let's talk about the Oscars. Um, I mean, they've been going on for th- this year is the ninety second um, Academy Awards, so it's it's old. It's it's mm-hmm. got you know it's got dentures that it takes out every night. It's forgetting things. Um, very very famously, one of the biggest uh, awards for movies, um, and you know it's part of the EGOT. Emmys, Grammys, Oscar, Tony. Yeah, I, I, I mean, do we really have to explain Oscars? I, you know what, guys? I, before we get on to movies per such, I actually wanted to open the floor to a, a really serious question, which is unusual coming from me, I know. Do you yep. feel the Oscars is a, an actual representation of quality of film? Do you feel like they get it right, or is it much more political? I feel this is an important topic we should discuss. Mm-hmm. It is, and I'm glad that you brought it up, John, because, I mean, there is a lot of discussion that the Oscars are nominated and decided by a very small group of people who have to be nominated or part of an inner circle of the Motion motion Picture Academy. So it's really kind of like a a boys' club in that sense. Uh, It's it's very closed-minded. They do vote politically as well. Um, the biggest thing that I can think of is you guys know Adam Sandler's uh, released the movie Uncut Gems. Yes, apparently very good. Absolutely, it's it's receiving lots and lots of praise. Um, I read an article, and if I can find the article, I'll link it to um, to this podcast. But uh, people were talking about how even though it's a great performance, they're not going to be voting or nominating um, Adam Sandler for the award, even because- though it's a great performance. Because it's Adam Sandler, and yes, is, is that no, why? Strictly because the it's exactly right. Some of they they quoted people in the uh, unnamed sources in the article saying, "I'm not voting for him because I don't believe he's done enough to deserve it. He hasn't earned it." So they're not voting on the film. They're not voting on the film. They're voting on the person, and they're deciding that he's not worthy of an Oscar because he doesn't have enough Oscar-worthy movies. And I say that with quotation marks behind him. So they're making that conscious decision and they're voting for people that they believe um, has put in the quotations work to do it. Mm. So that's very subjective, isn't it? What you would classify as, I think Billy Madison and um, Happy Gilmer are very uh, culturally viable. Top shelf. Well, I mean, they define the, 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 <laughs> the comedic landscape of the 90s, really, when you think about it. And, and look, this is the thing. Um, Adam Sandler, when he does do dramatic parts, he is actually a good actor. I mean, I'm not a big fan of all of his comedies, but like you look at Uncut Gems. Uh, I remember enjo- very much enjoying a movie called Spanglish. You've got Punch Drunk Love. You've got the Meyerowitz stories, um, which he was a part of as well. The guy can actually act. 
And it's just that he chooses to do the movies that he does. And guess what? He makes millions of money, millions of money, millions of dollars doing that. <laughs> you know? Millions of money. <laughs> millions of money. I want a millions of money but, note. But is that is that a reflection though? Uh, because like, I do think looking back at the films that have been either nominated or have won, they are very good pieces of filmmaking. Like I, you can't argue with any of that. Is, is there an actual point where yes, uncut gems, like I was just sort of watching the trailer. That's why I went so quiet. It, it like uncut gems. It looks like his performance is good, but it's not necessarily the the movie's not necessarily as polished as say nineteen seventeen or well, uh, the hang, Irishman. Hang on there, Lachlan, because I mean Robert Pattinson's getting a hell of amount of praise for a movie called Good Times, which to me is at the same level of filmmaking as what uncut gems would be. I know that he wasn't nominated for an Oscar, but everybody's talking about how fantastic that movie is because of his performance. Like, I think, like, uh, this is why you have Best Actress, Best Actor, because they might not be in the Best Picture movie, but they may have brought something that was phenomenal to a movie. Uh, uh, An example would be Charlize Theron was nominated for Best Actress this year for a movie called Bombshell. Um, Mm. Now, that movie has been panned. Like, people are just like, meh about it. It's not um, an Oscar-worthy movie but they are saying that it is an Oscar worthy performance from her. So I think like that's, that's the important part is separating the movie from the other individual pieces. Because the other side of the coin is, is you do hear a lot of uh, schmoozing going on where there is a lot of uh, campaigning, campaigning and a little bit of, um, I'm going to scratch your back. If you scratch mine here, have this free gift, maybe consider our (laughs) movie, Uh, which I I don't know. To me, I find a little bit drunk, detrimental to the overall process like the artistic process i guess of creating a film like and i I get it that filmmaking is in a sense business you make a movie to make money so you can make more movies and that's kind of the backbone of it but i don't know to me this feels a little bit dirty i don't know why you read about it you just feel a little bit i mean it's before our time gentlemen but uh sophia coppola um walking away with an award for the godfather and everybody has said that it's just a terrible lackluster performance. Sophia Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola, like it's hard not to think that these things connect are, the dots. <laughs> yeah, are connected. And I look. I I mean, I'm going to be week on the Never Showing podcast. Oscar conspiracies. <laughs> How deep does it go? The Illuminati, lizard people, Judy Dench rules them all. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to be very cynical about this because I I haven't watched like I haven't watched an an Oscar ceremony that I have agreed with uh in a very very long time. I mean, I'm very cynical, I'm very jaded in regards to this and I I think it's very telling the type of movies that are nominated. I think that's an excellent segue as well, Doug. Do we now talk about the films per se, like maybe the ones that were yeah. nominated, maybe the ones that should have been nominated? Yeah, Lachlan, do you have the nominations for Best Picture up in front of you? I do have. Yeah, so, just... Best Picture. Um, so, we've got uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Um, we have The Irishman. We have Joker, Marriage Story, 1917, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. A couple of fantastic things that I want to mention here that I'm excited is that Parasite was nominated for Best Picture, which is 
the first uh, foreign film to be nominated in the best picture category. So, like, a uh, round of applause for... for South um, Korea Parasite. represent the good Korea. <laughs> now, the other thing as well is I am i haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. Um, oh, you've got it, man. I love it. It's my yeah. pick. It's, it's, uh, but I, uh, I'm excited to see it up there for a couple of reasons because it is, it is a comedy as far as I can tell. And uh, the director is Taika Waititi. Um, and I'm a big fan of Taika. I think he is a very unique mind. So it's really cool to see him up there. A um, couple of things that I'm very, very met about in that Ford versus Ferrari, the Irishman, Joker. Really? Really? Well, yes, we all know how you feel about the Joker, Doug. Uh, <laughs> it's been discussed. But the Irishman. there. The Irishman. I, there. The uh, Irishman. Well, I think the I Irishman tried. was always going to get there. The Irishman was always going to get there. But I think the fact... But the, why, Lachlan? annoys me. Well, because because you look who's involved. Okay? And exactly. There, and that does come back to the whole political thing. But can, yeah. I, can I just say something? I've got a bit of a gripe with this one. Because... On one hand, you have you have this call to remove like anything to do with Netflix. They shouldn't be a part of the Oscars, um, and especially a director like Martin Scorsese, who has been so vocally, you know, out there about other um, filmmakers making, you know, not cinema, you know, cinematic films. It that this annoys me that they just went well. We'll put it out in the cinemas for a month, and then it can go to Netflix, and that way they can we can get our Oscar nod. I think that's a bit of a cheeky little move and I don't think it's 100% fair. But I think it's not 100% fair that they mm. can't be um, included yeah. without that, you know? I think, uh, like, a good on Netflix for saying our the films that we're putting out are worthy of yeah. these awards, so we're going to make sure that they're eligible to do that. There's a few things that I, I find really uncomfortable about The Irishman. I feel like it's just... it's an It's an old boys club of people who were and still are fantastic actors and a fantastic director. But it's kind of like, this is what cinema should be because we've been doing yeah. it for so long. It's kind of saying, you know, stick to the standards, stick to the tradition. And the other part for me is I'm really uncomfortable with the amount of CGI that's going on with the actors in that film. Have you guys yeah. Uh, yeah. tried to watch it? I've only seen the trailer. And I yeah, it, it does bring up a very interesting point, Doug, of how much of the original performance is still there because it yeah, goes through it, that many layers of, you know, computer animation. And it's like Bojack Horseman, how like they scan him and they just finish the movie without him. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's what they were well, doing with this movie. You know, it, with, with that type of technology in a lot of other films, like even like if you look at guardians of the galaxy with um, uh, my favorite, my favorite Groot? man, Kurt Russell. Oh yeah. Kurt yeah. Russell. Um, you look at Tony Stark when they did the, the de-aging process with Tony Stark. What they did was they captured the motion of the face first and foremost as data. And then they used that to paint on. Now in The Irishman, because Martin Scorsese is like, no, 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 no. I want to get the real emotions from the real actors, blah, 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 blah. So he hired a visual effects company to come in. Like they filmed it from three different angles so that they could digitally recreate the face. But they still had to paint everything. They still had to animate anything. So if the performance... That, to me, the question then becomes, is the performance fully the ownership of the actor? Or is the performance the combination of the actor and the animator who's worked on that? It's a collaboration, man. It's a collaboration. We collaborate. <laughs> well, but it, like I can... 
I can understand when like the actual data is coming from your own face and then that's being used to work on. But when like there's an artist, a VFX artist interpreting what they see and then creating it as a younger version, like it it, it gets messy. messy. Yeah. I mean, look, I think the best example of it, and it still hasn't been surpassed for me. And we're going backwards a little bit here was Andy Serkis's um, performance as Smeagol. Cause Mm. again, all digital, um, all completely animated, but he still got down on all fours, pr- provided really yeah. good reference for the yeah. animators, which they pretty much just copied exactly what he did. So yeah. to me, that and hasn't been surpassed yet. And, and, and yeah, so having said that, like uh, the uncanny valley um, aspect of watching the Irishman for me just mm. really put me off. Um, like, because even though it's very well done and the visual effects should be applauded in that movie, you know, your eyes know that something yeah. is off about so, that. So, I mean, it's, and you feel, like, it's only a matter of time before we have a, a, a nomination for best actor that is a CGI character. Like, that, that's completely 100%. Like, if, we, if, if you had a team of people who worked on this, you know, fake actor and made him completely photorealistic and his performance was flawless... I mean, this comes back to that first thing where it's like, well, why why would you not just give it to a team of people who can, re- you know, create an actor? Like, I think we're... The, like you said before, it, it seems very old. The Oscars is, is very old. And they're not... I don't think they're keeping yeah. up with current trends in filmmaking very well. And they're not no, wanting they're to. like, no, that's not cinema. That's not that's not cinema. So what's your yeah. pick, gentlemen, um, from from those best pictures? Uh, what is your pick to win? John, you said Jojo Rabbit. Definitely Jojo Rabbit, man. I saw that movie twice. And to me, it's, uh, it's what a really good piece of uh, cinema should be. Like, it's shot beautifully. The writing's really good. Uh, there's entertainment value in there because there is some comedic moments. But it has a lot of heart as well. And it, um, yeah. the performance by, and I've forgotten the young boy's name, and it's bugging me so much because I was just <laughs> looking at him. But he's fantastic in it. I like To get a performance out of a young child actor like that is just mm, mm. top work, top shelf. I, I actually have two choices. I think that it could go one of two ways. I think it could go to um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is what I feel that it might. But I feel if they vote politically there may be a, a surprise win with Parasite. Mm. I feel like that that might be like a where inclusive move. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it'd be very strategic. Yeah, ticking a few boxes there. Yeah, yeah. it is a huge <laughs> market. Uh, Which is it, not I, bad to say because it is it is a good movie. Yeah. It is a great movie. Yeah. I shouldn't say like it's... I should yeah. poo-poo on I, Parasite. I it's think, a great film. No, no, absolutely. It absolutely. I think 1917 <laughs> or Parasite is going to get it. That's my pick. I think okay. 1917. The reason I say 1917 was because a week ago I wouldn't. It wouldn't even be ranking up there, but the technical aspect, the the way the acting and the direction and the story was all told, I yep. I a hundred percent think that it sort of ticks all those all those best pictures. Um, I reckon Jojo Rabbit though will probably get best adapted screenplay because um, I I went and read the book and it's very different but very like the tonally very the same but very different kind of source yeah. material okay let's um let's jump into best director um we've got uh martin scorsese so, sorry doug before we before we jump into there though i because i know how much you love to hate things i am very curious is there a movie in there you feel should have got best picture but didn't because one I, that wasn't nominated one. yeah no 
It's difficult because I like I feel that there's a very a lot of popular films that are very um, commercially viable that are still great films, but there's no. See, I I thought you would have said Avengers. I I want to talk. No, I want to talk no, about no. this. Can I? May I jump in here? Because I, I, Doug and yeah, I, please. Doug and I, I've, the door Doug is open. Having this this Leap chat before. In. I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit amazed because in 2004, Return of the King won like a whole myriad of awards. It was nominated for a huge amount of awards. Avengers Endgame is is, is nominated for one, which is best visual effects. Now, I'm not saying it should be best picture, but at least there should be other, like best costume. It should be in there for best costume uh, as a nom. Oh, yes. Yep. It, best costume. It should be, it should be yeah. in there for best um, like music because I think um, Alan Silvestri does a fantastic job of like, especially the portal scene when, when they're all coming through and there's that heroic beats. I think it should have been nominated for a few more. It feels very much like the... Um, the Academy's going, we don't want to give it too much credence uh, because, you know, Scorsese, one of my main boys, has said that it's not cinema. <laughs> you, you know what it is? You know what it is, Lachlan? This is going to be the movie I think trips a lot of people up at movie trivia nights. They'll say, like, which, you know, high blockbuster movie won the Oscar and, and the Avengers will be there as an option. And people go, oh, it was definitely the mm. Avengers. And then they'll say, oh, no, it was some, it was the, the Irishman. And everyone will be like, what? Or the Joker, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the, the thing with Avengers Endgame to me is that it isn't, and, and it's interesting because you did say that uh, Return of the King was nominated. To me, Return of the King isn't the strongest film. No. Nope. Um, the strongest film is the original Fellowship of the Rings. Um, oh, definitely. But again, it comes into that um, weird territory of like, people were like, you know what? These three films are amazing, but we're not going to nominate one and two. We're going to wait to the number three because we don't want to give it too much. We want it to go send off with a proper bang, blah, 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 blah. So I feel, again, it's a strategic move. Now, but with very, very quickly, I don't, I don't want to dwell on it, but Avengers Endgame to me isn't a great movie. It is a great ending to a series. It, 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 it's, 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 it's an, if you think of it, it's, it's the last couple of chapters of a really, really great anime or something like that. Fantastic movie to watch, but in terms of like a picture with a beginning and a middle and an end um, with characters that um, develop within that movie, not so much. All that development occurs across time and across multiple movies. So it's very difficult to to shoehorn in in that case. But, uh, like you could argue, sorry, you could argue that about, Return, like you said, Return of the King. The fact that you know, Return of the King was that combination. Yeah. So really, that's I think that's my issue is is why that yeah. did that get it? All these nods. I don't care if Avengers Endgame couldn't have won. Like I don't care if they won any, but they should have been nominated. The for other more. part of it, the other part of it again, is the strategic value of um, the, the the Fellowship of the Rings is literary um, gold. Like it's it's not comic books. It's not what people would call fluff fiction. Like it is, it is well received and loved across the board, not only on a commercial aspect, but also on a critical aspect, which comic books aren't. Did that hurt you to say? It did because I love, yeah, yeah, I do love comic books yeah. and I think they have a lot to say, but we, we do need to jump in and have a look at the best directors here because I've got so much wait, wait, to wait, say. Wait, 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 I know you have so much to say, but I didn't get to say my pick okay, for a movie for that didn't get picked. Okay. Yep. Cats. <laughs> Okay, best director. Who's up for best director? 
No, 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 no. I, I do have a, I do have a proper answer actually, and this will be really quick. Um, something that I thought was overlooked because I thought it was a genre film, and I actually really enjoyed. I'm a bit disappointed it didn't get a mention at all across the board. Was Doctor Sleep? I think for a sequel to such a groundbreaking film that is in like so etched in uh, cinema history, I thought the sequel was really good. Okay, like that is a t- that is a tough act to follow, and for me, it's. It kind of feels like Aliens to Alien or Terminator 2 to Terminator. I'm really? very disappointed it didn't get... Yeah, I'm really disappointed it didn't get a second look. But I'll, but I'll Shining, have to look into it because it, it did... The Shining one, like, it was nominated for nothing. So The Shining was overlooked as well. So, the so you know, maybe it's just following in its... Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, we're just misunderstood. You know what, John? I do trust your judgment, so I'm going to have to go back and give that a look. Um, this is this is the guy that started this podcast with Flesh Gordon. So, do we trust this this man? <laughs> that's... I don't think that's a compelling okay, argument. Directors, Lockwood, who, who have got for directors? <laughs> <laughs> directors, we've got Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for The Joker, uh, just Joker. Sorry, Sam Mendes from 1917. Quentin Tarantino wants to put on time in Hollywood and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. I think we're all going to agree on who we want. Are we? Ooh. On the count of three, let's say who we want. One, two, three. (laughs) Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. What? I wanted, um, what's his name? Bong. I can't pronounce his name. I should have done more work. Bong Joon-ho? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I mean... Yeah, but I mean, Parasite is a great film, but I um, I think that Quentin Tarantino is going to take out Best Director this year. I've just got that that feeling. He's kind of given mm. that like he's given that attitude of like, this is my my thing, guys. Like this is what you're going to vote for, and he's got that real attitude at the moment. So I just feel I, I feel it in my waters. <laughs> kind of feel he's due. Did he has he won one before? <sighs> John, you put me on the spot. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, look, um, you guys keep talking. We'll yeah. have to ask our resident can, teacher. <laughs> maybe, maybe Pulp Fiction for screenwriting or something like that. I don't. Not for not for director. No, no. Um, look, no, no, he's again, been nominated. You know, he's been nominated, uh, but he's never actually received one. Okay, there we go. There we go. You know yeah, how I feel about Todd Phillips. Okay. I don't understand why he's here. I do not understand it. It's the to Adam me, Sandler thing. It's exactly the same as the Adam Sandler argument. How? What? What do you mean? Like Todd Phillips does come from a comedic background. He's done the Hangover movies. Yeah, like, but that's what I'm saying. I that, don't. Un- that's what I'm saying. I, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be there by by that saying. Like if they're going to argue about yeah, the Adam Sandler thing, you know, who has he had lunch with to ha- have this happen? Because to me, the Joker, like, don't <laughs> maybe me- more than lunch, Doug. <laughs> yeah, there was something else I was going to say, but I, I um, withheld. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the thing about it is to me is the Joker. It's an okay movie. I'm not going to poo poo the movie at all. I do not think that it's greatly directed. I definitely do not think it's greatly directed. I think if anything, the cinematography needs to have a bit of a standout for that movie. But it is not a good directed, well directed film. Oh, I mean, Phoenix's performance is pretty good as well. I will credit where credit is due. His performance I, is. I no, like the like directing. Not that I, I don't think like the it. Directing's great, but I like the film. Not not that I don't like um uh what's his name Joaquin, but that that role that that what he brought to it to me was to sh- it was it was a performance for a performance's sake. Yeah, I it agree wasn't with that. for the character's mm. sake. So 
that's that's a, an opinion, Doug, and we'll see if people. Yeah, agree and with I, you. I feel people are gonna hate me for it, but that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Yolo, uh, Yolo. Is there anything else that uh, anybody wants to point out with the best directors at all? Best actor. Hmm. This is this is surprising to me <laughs> because. I didn't even know Antonio Banderas did a movie called Pain and Glory, but he's one of the uh, nominations for this. He's a hard-working dude. I hope he... I like, Secretly, I kind of hope he He's wins. very charismatic. Just as a person, like, I, I do really dig Antonio Banderas. One of my favourite movies of ever, ever is Assassins, with mm-hmm. him and Sylvester mm. Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but... Yeah. But he's just done so many movies, and he's just always... Like, he never seems to be half assing it you know what i mean like he just seems to throw himself in everything yeah even if it's a low budget slocky thing that you know only 12 people are going to watch he, he still gives it 100 yeah yeah i agree yeah. i agree um leo dicaprio or as his friends call him leo decaps uh once upon a time in hollywood uh adam driver for marriage story uh joaquin for joker and jonathan price for the two popes surprised surprised uh by a couple of those um did not expect to see adam driver in there um, but there he is. Um, I'm not surprised to see Joaquin there, but I don't feel like it is an actor. Like it isn't. I mean, he's won. He's won pretty much those lead up awards that say, yeah, this is the guy that's going to win the best actor. So if I'm putting money on it, I will say that Joaquin will win it. Um, but I would like to see Adam Driver um, win it. To be honest, I, I think he's got a couple more years before he wins one. To be honest, I really. Yeah, I'm sticking with Antonio. That's my pick. Antonio? Lachlan, oh, I am. Um, over to I'm you. Yep. I, I, I really liked his performance as the Joker. I felt it was nuanced. I, I, it, it, nuanced. Really? Yeah, but I, I, I really enjoyed the film. I, well, not enjoyed. That's the wrong word. But I really thought the film was a really great piece of of cinema. I really did. I love watch. I love watching you two fight. It's just, <laughs> it's so lovely. Like, it's just great. I'm sticking um, by it, Doug. We're keen for best actor. I'm sticking by it. <laughs> fair, fair deuce, fair deuce, fair deuce. He will win it. I do think that. Now, I don't... I, the, the, the best actress, we've got uh, Cynthia Erivo mm. uh, as Harriet Tubman. Um, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Um, Swazi Ronan for Little Women. Uh, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, which we mentioned before. And Renee Zellweger for Judy as Judy Garland. Anything, anything sticking out there for you guys? Scarlet. I think Scarlet's going to win it. I'm going to agree with Lachlan. I, like, Have you guys seen the movie? Everyone else? Marriage Story? I've seen snippets Same. of it. I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing, but yeah. I, we've, we're terrible podcasters. <laughs> no, uh, no. I, I, uh, I've watched it and to, like it's, it's a... Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a movie. It is like... It is real life. Like uh, the way that they speak and the way that they speak to each other, it is brutal. Like... In, in an emotional way. It's just absolutely brutal. But um, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver in that movie, I can't I can't say which one was better. Like, they were very, like... Adam Driver is... And, and uh, it, it almost pains me to say this. He's, a, he's actually a really good actor. Mm. I don't necessarily like him as a person or as a personality, but he is a good actor. He gets... He's unique. In there. He is very he is very unique in the sense of like a you look at like a Brad Pitt or a um like a, a Brody uh, Cooper or something like like he's not your typical Hollywood superstar no look or feel you know and that's I think what a lot of people like about him like he's a very unique and interesting 
person and character to look at. He tells a lot with very little, I found. Mm. Um, and but but the same with Scarlett Johansson as yep. well. Like I, I I really feel like she's being typecast for. Well, no, I shouldn't say that she's always typecast. She does do a lot of different projects, but also does the big budget stuff as well. Yeah. And I feel like she's long overdue for some some uh, appreciation in an award sense. Yeah. Because, yeah, she does good work. And I mean, I can't really have an opinion on any of the others because I haven't seen any of the other films, which is, uh, again, very shocking uh, as someone that's going to be talking about the Oscars. Um, but I would love to absolutely watch Harriet and Judy because um, I do love those type of biopics um, and not very much interested in Little Women, but I would give uh, Bombshell a go despite the um, despite what they're saying about it. Oh man, you've got to watch Little Women. Little Women is actually, I've been told, I haven't seen it, <laughs> but it's, it's highly recommended by reliable sources. Yeah, so, very good, very yeah. good. Should we, should we go through Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, and then just have a, a few nitpicks that we have? Best Supporting Actor. We've got, uh, we've got the heavy hitters. We really this. do. This is, we- these are the people. <laughs> You've got Tom Hanks for Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood as Fred Rogers. You've got Anthony Hopkins as mm. the second Pope in The Two Popes. You've got Al Pacino mm. in The Irishman. You've got Joe Pesci in The Irishman. You've got mm. Brad Pitt, mm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. This is my money, gentlemen. This is my money. Joe Pesci, Best Supporting Actor. I agree. I'd like to see Brad Pitt, but yeah. I agree with you. I'll get... Yeah, go on. Get... Joe, Joe deserves one. Well, that's my... I loved him in Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my this is the way that I feel the 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 strategic play comes in mind because Joe Pesci sort of came out of retirement to do this film. Um, he's a well-known actor in a lot of Martin Scorsese films. He's well respected. I feel like this is his like ah, oh, give him one, give it that sort of mentality. Again, I'm very cynical, but yeah, I think Joe Pesci will win it. You you really are encompassing the the whole old man runs the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. This is my conspiracy old theory, men, man. Old men giving other old men statues yep. that are thirty to half inches high, saying, "Here you go, good job." Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. A very upright, rigid thirteen and a half inches um, that a bunch of old men wish they had. Oh God. Okay, so mm. best supporting oh, actress. Boom. Uh, there had. it is. Um, Kathy Bates from Richard Jewell, Margot Robbie from Bombshell, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh, Little Women, and Laura Dern, Marriage Story. My money, gentlemen, uh, I would like to see Scarlett Johansson or Kathy Bates get this one. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you, man. Kathy Bates. I love all the Kathy way. Bates. She's one of my... Th- yeah. She's just been, again, very hardworking, been in a zillion good things. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's won an Oscar yet. And uh, No, she did. She did. She won it. Oh, she did? Didn't she win Best Supporting Actress for, for, for Titanic? Oh, my God. This is going to be terrible. I'm going to have to look it up. I'm going to sound like an idiot. Let's have a look. Boom, 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 boom. But yeah, boom, no. Boom, she won it for uh, Misery. Again, she won it for really Misery. Yeah. Misery. Misery. That's the one. The Stephen yeah. King movie. Yes. With the with the typewriter and the, I'm going to keep you here forever. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> You're my little writer. The, Write me a story. The, the block of wood between the legs and oh. the crack. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm. Kathy um, Bates. I, I, I want to bed you just to see what it's like. As a, as a juxtaposition to what you mentioned before, Lachlan, um, Margot Robbie being, um, being nominated in this role you feel that Adam Driver's not there yet, but you feel that Margot Robbie is? 
Oh, no, I don't think Margot Robbie should get it. I don't think Margot Robbie should get it. Scarlett Johansson. I don't think she should be there. I haven't seen the film. So Who, Margot Robbie? Really say for sure. You don't think Margot yeah. Robbie should be there? I don't think Margot Robbie should be. I, well, I haven't I haven't seen the film, so that's really unfair of me to say. But um, I, I just don't know. I don't... Do you know what? It's... Feel it. This is, this, this is actually <laughs> proving your point before about the politics, because when you think of yeah. a film like Richard Jewell, which Clint Eastwood directed... Clint Eastwood is yep. not a stranger to the Academy Awards. And yet Richard Jewell, I think this is the only nomination the entire film got. Now, the reason is that and I've, I've heard is because Richard Jewell is very hotly debated um, because of the misinformation that the media brought out uh, around the film. Um, got, yes. Yep. And and I th- I've got a feeling that that's why like Bombshell is very political to include these nominations because it's like, well... You know, this is the climate we're in, but Richard Jewell, look, that story doesn't really need to get told and we don't need to promote that. So it's actually proving your point, I think. these. Uh... And just very, very quickly, Richard Jewell is um, the man, he's a security guard that uh, found uh, the bomb. Yes, and for... they, they, they accused him of being the World the Trade Center. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they accused him of being the. No, I don't think it was, it was the world. It was a. It was a. Um, was it a baseball? No. Game? Wasn't it like a sports game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't do sports. But, but they I, I'm they assuming said, it was they a stadium. Him yeah. of, of, of doing it so he could be a hero. Yeah. Like and and Clint Eastwood. Um, hmm. before the trailers, Clint Eastwood has actually a little thing of him saying, "No, Richard Jewell is a hero, and he deserves to be treated like a hero." Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Really interesting. <clears throat> um. So yeah, that's the main ones. Is there anything else like that you want to sort of point out or like that's interesting in any of the other categories? Uh, best short documentary, uh, which um, I because I, I watched uh, "Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone," and it's a doc- ah. it's a short little documentary about people who go into war zones and teach kids to skateboard, and but specifically teach girls to skateboard. So I think it's in Syria or um, I should have actually done a bit more research, but yeah, essentially where girls can't get an education, they teach them and, and teach them to skateboard. It's, it's a really That's great cool. documentary. Awesome, man. Um, look, just before we do jump into the next section, I do have some, some little fun trivia tidbits about the Oscars. Uh, Meryl Streep holds the record for the most actress Oscar nominations. Of course at 18. she does. It's mm-hmm. Meryl Streep, man. It's Meryl Streep, bitch. <laughs> uh, Jack Nicholson holds the record for most best actor nominations with 12 oh. and the most wins in that same category for three. And uh, finally, this is my favorite bit of uh, tidbit, is the, the only Oscar to win an Oscar was Oscar Hammerstein 2 for best song in 1941 and 1945. Oh, like the best person, the, the only person named Oscar. Yeah. To win, Oscar, an Oscar. to win an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was I was trying to Oscar follow for that Oscar. for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Alrighty then. So let's uh let's uh jump onto the red carpet uh and do our pitch for this week, gentlemen. My name hey, is John. This is Doug. This is Lachlan, and I just wanted to say this is the Never Showing Never Show. I believe they call this the Never Show. Welcome to the Never Showing Podcast. Please continue to listen. We do all our own stunts. Doug, you look fantastic. What are you wearing? Nothing at all. <laughs> and Lachlan, you look divine. <laughs> you do realize what's that draping over you your body? You do realize that your webcam is like directly aimed at your sweaty armpits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a man who knows his uh. fashion. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Um, gentlemen. Well, this went off. This started off as exactly yeah. as I thought it would. Uh, pitches. Pitches time. Look, I... I feel that I feel that I'm too cynical. I'm too jaded. No, I'm too old no. manish to um, to jump in because literally this is this is the only part of the pitch that I could think of. Daniel Day Lewis as a middle aged white man who did something heroic based on a true story, directed by Steven Spielberg, and that's your that's your you Oscar bait right there. You know what, Doug? You, at the moment, seem to be ticking a lot of boxes for uh, a judge. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're fitting hey, the profile perfectly. What? No, no. I am not yes, you taking are. the role... No, I'm not taking the role of judge well, for this. Look, if you're not, I'm not going to be the Academy. Gonna, I fight against the Academy, if man. Not, <laughs> if you're not going to bring a pitch, man... I've, there's nothing else for you really to do unless yep. you sort of sit by the side Damn and say, one well, of us is going home with a, with John's an, looking fabulous with an Academy tonight. Award and the other one's going to hate <laughs> you forever. So pick well. You either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain, Doug. And then this become, a, and then get a film that based on you that will eventually go on to win an Oscar. Yes. All right. This will, this will feed perfectly into my self-loathing. Let's go gentlemen. Who's going first? I will go first. Um, so <clears throat> three sisters, Cross, cross mm-hmm. the country and by country, America, because in you know the Academy Awards, there's only really Britain and then there the rest is of the world. Um, <laughs> uh, the three sisters cross country. One of them is a troubled artist. One of them an aspiring author, and the other a stay-at-home mum. Mm. The their father had just sort of passed away at the ripe old age of ninety-two, and uh, they're taking a statue that the troubled artist has created of him it's in the back of a beat-up ute it uh, has a sheet and a tarp over it it's quite uh from all accounts anyone who's seen it you don't actually see it in the film but anyone who's seen it says that it's uh her best work but also she says that it's a reflection of a horrible man and they cross... Does it bring a silent tear to people's eyes? Well, <laughs> this is the thing. They cross country, and as they cross country, they have to make a couple of stops, as was the wish of their father, and they realise that the man who was so horrible was actually a really beautiful man with lots of beautiful like things that he had done, and that they, they just sort of were so jaded that they never saw, saw this. Um, and, of course, throughout... Throughout this journey, the artist suddenly regrets the fact that she's made a, a statue that is um, is not flattering of her father. She's sort of made this piece of artwork, this this statue, to look really you know grotesque, I guess. And uh, at the end of it, she cathartically sort of smashes it on the side of the road, puts it together, and then calls it modern art or something. I don't know. Um, but es- <laughs> essentially, it will be filmed partly in black and white, uh, naturally. Oh, naturally. But as the film goes on, it gets uh, more and more colourful as they, as they reach the other side and they start mm. to, come to, to come to terms. Um, look, um, I am... Here's, here's, my, here's, my, here's my cast. Julianne Moore as the, uh, the aspiring author. Olivia Coleman as the stay-at-home mum. And Francis McDormand as the troubled artist. So <laughs> oh, there's there's yes. my three sisters uh, on the on the way uh, on the way there. They meet uh, 
they meet a whole range of other Oscar Oscar winners. Tom Hanks will most likely be there as the the, 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 <laughs> the as a foundation member. Um, and uh, the whole thing will be a screenplay. The screenplay will be by Martin McDonough, who did uh, three billings, uh, three three billboards outside of Epping, Missouri. And uh, the uh, the director will be will be Ron Howard. So there, um, that's my Oscar-winning pitch right there. <clears throat> All right, I take my wow. I take my judging role very seriously. So what I noticed here is you have family drama. I do. You have. People of an older persuasion feeling things, yes. which is always a winner. Yes. It's always a winner. Oh, yes. You have a cross-country <laughs> scenery and theme. Okay. These I'm, are I'm also, sorry, bits. I'm also going for best cinematography. Um, that's why we're going yeah. cross-country. Yes. Yeah, I could I could feel that. I could feel mm-hmm. that. Ron Howard, interesting choice. Interesting choice. I thought you'd give it a little bit more indie cred. So I'm going to give you three and a half Oscars out of five. Okay. Okay. Right. I particularly Ooh, liked I, I particularly liked the casting because every single one of those people have been nominated or won an award. So you know Oh, I didn't I didn't um go outside of any past Oscar winners. I was like, you, no, you no, gotta no, get please. someone that's already in the system. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well that's it. Yeah. They've they've got the ticket in. They, they know people. They know how they've been it works. In the circle. They know how to do the schmoozing. I uh, this is a bit of a a weird segue, but the movie Eyes Wide Shut, I always thought that was kind of like a, a metaphor for an Oscar party. <laughs> but basically everyone there, <laughs> was, yeah. they're all actually there just pitching the movies <laughs> during the orgy. <laughs> Tom Hanks stumbles Tom in Cruise. on it. Not Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. Oh, God. Tom <laughs> Hanks is there, though. He's oh. wearing the mask. Hey, Lachlan, the one thing you missed out on, the one thing you missed out on, the mother... Or no, it's most probably too young for the mother. But you missed out on putting Meryl Streep in there. Look, she was one of my first choices, but again, look with those others, I don't. Yeah, no, I, Meryl has to be in there somewhere. Well, she's probably the aunt. She's probably the sister. Yeah, like, that would she's work. The younger sister work. of of her father. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. If anything, Meryl, just a photo just, frame of Meryl in the background. It's, it's like the Sorry, kiss, of, just, kiss you know, of gold for the Oscar right there, Meryl. Because I've said <laughs> yes to that idea, because I've said yes to that idea, does that bump it up to four out of five? Because it was three and a half before. All right. Was, All right. I mean, I, I'm willing to do yeah. what you want. Yep. That's, so. Yeah, no, that's yeah, right. It was a bit yeah. of schmoozing right there. You scratch right my there. back <laughs> and I um, I scratch yours. That's how this this system works. So uh, four, four stars. So I'll take four that four Oscars out of five. Oscars. Out of five. Oh, uh, John. Thanks. Doug, before I start... Uh, Please have this complimentary fruit basket. Excellent. You already have one Oscar no matter what. <laughs> Ooh, ah, this is going so well. Dragon fruit. So, <laughs> yes, yes, it's uh, quite exotic. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy. Sit back, relax. Uh, can I get you anything else? Uh, no, no, no I'm, I'm fine at the moment. Women, Thank you. Thank you. men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He can pretend to be both. Uh, so peace and quiet from your children, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay, so you guys will be happy. Like like my associate Lachlan had done, I too had did, did some data digging. And I believe I've created a step or checklist, if you will, of requirements to, uh, to an Oscar. Okay. I must crack the code, if you per se. Uh, step one. Oscars, they love films about films or the making of films. Oh, yes. So that's my first one. The location will be set on a movie set. <laughs> Step two, Oscars love a period piece. 
Great, let's set it in the 1970s. LA, movie set. Step three, it needs to be a redemption story. So it's a story about an aging director who in the 1970s hasn't produced a hit in about 20 years. Step four, our hero needs to have some form of disability. 20 years ago, the director had a car crash, killing his lover and left him with one eye. (laughs) Step five, drugs and addiction. Our hero snorts cocaine and drinks scotch as part of a three-course meal every day. Step six, racist undertones. Our director fought in World War II. He now has issues with all Germans. (laughs) Step four, step seven. Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. That's the safest racist undertones you could ever possibly (laughs) have. It really is. When I was writing those notes, for the sake, I wrote a few other different ethnicities and then scrubbed them out and thinking, you know what? No, let's just keep it uh, safe. Yeah. yeah. The Germans. Remember, it's the Oscars. It's not not the Independence Spirit Awards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, yes uh, Step seven, there needs to be a, a scandal Our director is gay uh, Step eight, there needs to be a clown Just, I, It just seems to be the thing There needs to be, It needs to be a story about a clown what? Preferably a dysfunctional one A uh, guy that likes to wear makeup Causes <laughs> chaos around the city <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, so basically my story is a, He's a racist gay film director who's trying to make a final hit before he dies his racist view a challenge when the studio head hires a german leading man for his latest feature film about a dysfunctional clown <laughs> our director still soon falls in love with the with the leading man and the workplace relationship creates tension between the the producer as well who also loves the director in a weird love triangle the whole thing is shot in slow motion except for dialogue obviously and it climaxes with the dramatic and visual death of the director as he takes his own life for the greater good of the film. The mutual remorse between the German actor and the producer puts their hatred for each other aside, and they go on to promote the film. The success of the film is left up to the audience. Finn. <laughs> John. Um, Doug. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, you started out well. Okay. <laughs> Where did I go wrong? You so the things you did right. Old person <laughs> having feelings. You had that right up the front. Okay. Troubled, yes, absolutely. Uh within the film industry, you're right. The Oscars love a good filmmaking movie. You started to go a little bit weird when it started to go into slow motion. I think you you went from this is gonna be Oscar bait to this is going to be art house film. Uh, and you jump the line very quickly. Very, very quickly. But I cannot give you a full um, full uh, Oscar rating until I hear of your cast and director. Well, the leading man in the fictional film will be played none other than Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. Oh, what? <laughs> what? The pro- How? The pro- <laughs> Your 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 main actor fought in yes. World War Two in 1945. You've set it's a period piece. You've set the no, film no, 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 in no, no, 1970s. The, That's 30 leading, years. He's going to be at, has to be at least 50 to 60 the, years old. The leading man, the leading man in the fictional film that the director is the directing German guy will be Shia LaBeouf. Oh, not the leading man in the the film. No, it's the no, leading no. man in the film within the film. Gotcha. I know it gets confusing. Uh, yes. All right. So, yes, he okay. will be the, the German actor, okay. per se. Uh, the producer who butts heads with the director will be played by Helen Mirren. 
and the director, my favourite old disgruntled, probably not racist, but sometimes lovely and all-time no, man crush. No. Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> what? Whoa. <laughs> um. Of uh, TV's MacGyver fame, we'll be making... This is his comeback. Okay? This is his comeback. This is Richard Dean Anderson's comeback. He's, I'm sorry. He's going to go from... So, Richard Dean... This is Richard Dean Anderson's career. MacGyver. Stargate. Oscar-winning film. As the lead actor. Yes. Sorry, yes. I'm just trying just to see when the brewing. last time he was nominated for an Oscar. It's nothing's coming up. Sorry, I'm just. He's going <laughs> to surprise everyone. <laughs> and my director, I'm, I'm tossing up between Jared Leto or Adam Sandler. It's one of those what? two. I don't know. Shia LaBeouf, actual <laughs> cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Look, okay, this is how this is how I'm going to break it down. All right, please do. Okay, your your premise up until the point where you started to go into slow motion and went into weird territory with uh, someone kills himself off for the good of the film. Blah 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 blah. It was at three Oscars. It went <laughs> back down to one and a half Oscars. And remember, you gave me a gift basket. That. That cost you a heart one one Oscar, okay. Now your cast, you get a half Oscar for Shia LaBeouf, okay. Yes. So you're at two Oscars. You get a gotcha. you get a full Oscar for Helen Mirren. Excellent. Three Oscars. That's three Oscars. Okay. Who was your director, Jared Leto or Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler. You get a half an Oscar taken off for that. So you're down to two and a half. You get two Oscars. You get two Oscars taken off for Richard Dean Anderson. Wait, wait, Richard Dean Anderson gets five Oscars. You you were at half an Oscar out of five Oscars, and you gave me a gift basket worth one Oscar. Totes worth it, John. Totes, totes worth it. I don't care. I'm gonna go. You know, you are the you are the U bowl of the Oscars. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do know who you're talking about. He makes all those great game movies. The great game movies like Blood Rain. Mm, yes. Far Cry. Far Cry. <laughs> yes, those movies that everybody's apparently possibly maybe heard of, but they're actually thinking of the video games. You, sir, mm. you, sir are the U-Bowl of the Oscars. You know what? I'll take that. <laughs> it's going to launch me into my Flesh Gordon 2 career. <laughs> oh, wow. You can be my plus I... one, John. I, Thanks, I do not like being the academy. This was not a fun experience for me. But but that's I had a great time. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what though? This is this is the thing that, you know, if that particular year there was, you know, some <laughs> some issues uh, surrounding, you know, Germany and uh, a film director having committed suicide, <laughs> John's film would probably win. Like let's be honest. <laughs> this is true. That's let's if the that's, climate yeah. was there. Way I, to make it real, Lachlan. <laughs> I'm I'm just picturing it like uh, there, there's no actual like in John's film I feel like there's no actual dialogue it's just narration by the German so it's like <laughs> yes. Ed, it's all voiceover Edward looked <laughs> at me he had love in his eyes but there was also hate but mostly love and that love was fueling uh, the hate he loved himself but hated himself at the same time I loved him for hating himself 
you doing that has just I convinced took, me that I took my shirt gonna, off. Is John's going to win? Because if you think of the no, if you think of the artist, that's art house. Let's write this. There is a let's level. Let's write this. There let's is do it. Level. Come on. There is Oscar-winning level of 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 artistic filmmaking, and then there is art house. John. Level. But, oh. but but see John John John. goes past that. John I'm talking myself out of out of four Oscars. But John John goes past that because it's it's art house, but it's art house poking fun at art house for the sake for the sake of cinema. I get it. I I I get it. Thank you, man. Thank you for getting my satire. (laughs) It's too late. The Academy has decided he gets half an Oscar out of five. Um, he'll have to, he'll have to beg, um, Jack Nicholson to, uh, carry around one of these. Whatever. I'm off to Cannes. <laughs> They'll accept me for who I am. You're going to do the German film festival I, circuit. I could, I could see your film playing at Goma. Yes. I could see it yes. playing at a gallery of modern art. It'll get yes. cult status yeah. like the room. I'm happy with It'll that. just be like being played <laughs> everywhere. And like, you'll, you'll go up to the like in actual showings of it going, this is what I meant when I win this scene. Like, uh, yeah, look, I think mm. it's, uh, I think it's great. Well, guys, this has been fun. This... I've had a lot of like, I'm <laughs> only half as drunk as I usually am at these things. I feel like we need to go back to the mini bar at my hotel um, and finish it. You know, the Oscar show there. What do you guys think? Great. Well, look, this was uh, this was uh, twice as uh, entertaining as the Oscars, and it was only one third of the time. Yeah. So, oh, win win all around. Our speeches were kept. To a minimum. Wait, is that music playing? Uh, is that yeah, music yeah. playing? Is that our time? Is that, are we, do we have I to think that's it. Yeah, we, we have to get off. No, yeah. but I, there's so yeah. many other people. Don't rush we, go, we should thank, I our thank li- all, all our listeners. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening to the Never Showing podcast. And I, <laughs> I, I want to thank I want to thank Thomas Meehan. I want to thank Emma. I want to thank Jeff. Jeff, I love those pictures you send me. It's beautiful. Um, uh, thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> yes, mom. Thanks, John's mom. You're beautiful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, and thank you, anyone that we haven't mentioned. Look, we're going to be returning to a regularly scheduled program for next week. We're going to be doing something that is slightly different. We're going to be talking love. We're going to be talking romantic movies for Valentine's Day. We're all very, very oh crap! Uh, it's Valentine's Day next week, feelings. isn't it? This is this is why I put yes. it here because it's a great reminder. Yeah. So, um. Uh, Get ready, fellas. Get ready. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if if you want to uh, continue the conversation on our social medias, you can using Facebook or Instagram. You just need to uh, search for at never showing, uh, never underscore showing. Uh, and you can also always get in contact with us at our uh, email address, which is uh, never showing podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you, even if it is to tell me to shut up because I'm a cynical old man. Um, you would be correct. So that's cool. Um, until next week, I'm Doug. I am John, I think. Last time I checked, unless this is a weird parallel universe and I'm not John. And I'm the winner of this week's episode, <laughs> Lachlan. And we'll see you next week. We love you so much. Bye. Thank you, listeners. Have a beautiful Goodbye. time. Bye.
Well, that's all the pictures and time we have for this week. But it doesn't have to stop here. Head over to our social medias, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. All three of us are ready and waiting to discuss all things film, television and pop culture. We also want to hear about your pictures and ideas. If you've got your own take on this week's film, we would love to hear it. And we'll be back next week with more movies and more pictures. So join us here again for the Never Showing Podcast. Your company is always welcome, especially yours, Harrison Ford. Oh, God, no. no. Oh, my my god he does this every time he doesn't care anyway until next time i'm doug i'm lachlan and i'm john see you next week see ya bye Bye. have a beautiful time